Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. On today's episode, we'll align our chakras and engage in a mindful discussion on the topic of meditation. But before we get zen, let's check in with what's making us feel cozy this week. So what's making me feel cozy this week is that Jillian and I spent our Sunday together at a brunch concert. We've had three days together in a row. We've been together (laughs) in the last three days. This is dedication. It really is. (laughs) No, we're really friends. And so, you know, even beyond our recording, we like to hang out. Sometimes it syncs up. Sometimes it syncs up. Sometimes the podcast gets in the way. That's true. All business. Our listeners are worth it. But yesterday was a Sunday fun day. There was nothing podcast related about it. Just mimosas. Just mimosas and live music and Bloody Marys. So we went to the Federal in North Hollywood. They have this event, which is called like a brunch concert breakfast Yeah, I think it's a a series. series. I I believe it's not the first concert they put on there. And so the one we went to on Sunday was Azurae which Jillian um, picked for the Soothing Sounds very recently. Yeah, their song November. Yes. And they played it. They did. And I recorded it, and I meant to post it on the... I'll, I'll post it to oh, our Facebook Oh, you're right. It's a missed Instagram. opportunity. Well, no, it's not missed. It's just... It's we'll not. It's a it. later gram is what it is. <laughs> and another band called Radner and Lee with one of the Bens. If, you, if anyone followed the Bens, which is like a Ben Queller, Ben Lee. The, I'm forgetting the most famous Ben in that group. I'm familiar with Ben Queller, but none of the other guys. Yeah, there's well, there's another Ben that's like Ben Folds. Oh yeah, he's yeah, definitely the most a, famous th- one. Thank goodness I thought of the third Ben. And so they had they had like that Ben supergroup. <laughs> you know, the early 2000s was a wild time. It really was. Um, so it was that band and the guy actually that Radner guy is in How I Met Your Mother, which was shocking yeah. to me for some reason. I had no idea. That's he... Holly weird for you. Yeah, everyone's got a band. They were cute. They were fine. But we were there for Azure. Mm-hmm. S- support them. Have brunch. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, these nachos. They were amazing breakfast, breakfast nachos. nachos. With the best cheese. Very good. And they had free bagels. Yeah. And they had a crossword That was really puzzle. adorable. They had like a, a crossword puzzle for the band. Yeah. Um, so super looking. Although our friend was really upset because all of the crossword puzzle choices were vertical. There were not that many diagonal or horizontal things. It could have been more carefully curated. I'm sure either intern made it at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm glad it existed. You know, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. But I love the idea of a brunch concert. I think that's super cozy. Like it was a, a really nice atmosphere. Yeah. Um, you have your whole day after. Everyone was super respectful and attentive. There were kids. It just felt like, you know... A nighttime concert can get a little like party edgy. There was none of that. It was just all no wholesome family. Low jinx. Don't want to know Low- jinx. <laughs> My mom always says that. I feel like I. <laughs> I thought you were starting to freestyle for a second there. That's great. Yeah, I'm always says. Um, yeah, no, it was just like a really nice. I want to go to more brunch concerts. Like you're in and out. It was we were in at eleven. We were out at two. Yeah. Can't say that about a regular concert. You're there like all night. And you're just wondering like, when are they going to come on? I'm tired. My legs hurt. They're very prompt. You can nosh on stuff. As long as I have food and drinks, yeah. I can go for it. My only concern time. was when I was going to get another Bloody Mary, <laughs> you know? So try it if there's brunch concerts around where you are, like seize the day because I think they're the next thing. I think there should be more concerts at brunch time. Get on it while it's hot. It's very cozy. Try it. You'll like it. Had a good time. I guarantee it. Jillian, what's making you feel cozy? So last February, I mentioned All the Boys I've Loved Before, and now they have a sequel. 
which is called To All the Boys. P.S. I Still Love You. And uh, I, I love a good of sequel. Sometimes you can feel iffy, mm-hmm. go in a weird direction. But this is another cute follow-up. So we watched it, my partner and I. We, we watched the first one. She's actually here right now. Yeah, recording. At my, at my apartment. And she's Jay's right here, <laughs> monitoring. Staring at us. Making sure Julianne doesn't say the wrong thing. Yeah, she has a little water gun pointed at me. <laughs> so this is another, it's a really cute follow-up. It's starring the same cast, Lana Condor, Noah Centino as the main couple. And so the first movie, it shows them trying to get together. And I, won't want, I don't want to ruin the sequel, but it pretty much follows the aftermath of them figuring out they like each other and becoming official boyfriend and girlfriend. And I think the character of Lana's character is so cozy. She's this sweet, shy, shy, shy girl, but she's also really intelligent and strong. And it's rare to see those in teen oriented. Oh movies. yeah. She feels like a real person. Yeah. You I actually, really, like, I really her. love that character. Yeah. So such a sweet character and I love this setting. I believe they're in Oregon. Yeah. So that's inherently cozy. And a great soundtrack, too. They had Marina and the Diamonds. Well, it's now Marina. She was previously Marina and the Diamonds. What happened to the Diamonds? Good question. Got stolen. It was a heist. <laughs> and Lola Marsh. So great soundtrack. Cozy plot. And I also have a cr- little crush on Noah Centino. I just think he's so adorable. I have a crush on Jordan Fisher. Oh, yes, because that's the new love interest that comes yeah. in. That's her old friend. So if you remember from the original movie, if you watched it, the whole concept is... Uh, the main character had written letters, love letters, to all the boys she loved, but she never mailed them. She just kept them under in her, her in bed. A box, yeah. Her little sister mailed them out. That's a whole plot, and and she's trying to like deal with the aftermath of that. Turns out there was one more letter that she mailed out that never got returned, and she thought that that old flame just sort of ignored it. But it turns out he didn't, and he writes back. And what's more is he moves into the neighborhood back to where he used to live. And so he's in the mix again. And that and that character is played by Jordan Fisher. Yeah, and it's it's very true to life, those struggles you have and trying to figure out, um, can you like more than one person at once? Those things that you go through when you're yeah. a teenager. And it's it's a very tender movie. I think that's a good way, adjective to describe it. So it's very tender. Jordan Fisher, just before we move on, I really I've always liked him since Grease Live mm-hmm. when he played Duty. I don't remember that. He's the the songster, he was excellent in Grease Live. And then he was just in Rent Live as the main character, the filmmaker character. So he's primarily theater? Yeah, he's right now he's on Broadway in Dear Evan Hansen. I loved him in, in this way. I think he did a great job. I think he's fun because he plays video games. So like when I was really into Fortnite, and you, you kind of look, for, when you're playing, when you're an adult playing Fortnite, you're also looking for other adults playing Fortnite. Just yeah. to kind of validate the fact that this isn't weird, you know, because you get on the mic when you're in Fortnite and it's a bunch of seven-year-olds. Well, Pete, there's plenty of people. And, and, and your partner. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Who was one of the only people who played Fortnite with me. Yeah, um, I love seeing you guys play. You haven't and, played in a while. Like, I get the band back together. Well, Fortnite, I, they, there's a whole thing. I stopped playing because they made it so unworkable on the Switch. It's like it doesn't work right. Nothing generates the skins. Anyway, it's boring, but... This guy, this actor, like, plays Fortnite and streams it and is, like, a huge part of that community. And it helped me validate me playing that game. And I'm even more a fan of him because I'm, like, I recognized him from all the televised live musicals I enjoy. Well, it's another layer of coziness. It's yeah. already a cozy movie. But yeah, but... It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So it's on it's Netflix. Easy. It's, it's you know, it's a fun sequel. I didn't like it as much as the yeah. original. 
Um, mostly because it suffers from that thing of where high schoolers are not acting like high schoolers the same way that they were in the original. I felt like it was more age appropriate. In this one, what kind of th- I thought was funny was that these high schoolers are going on dates like they're real Harry dates. Bradshaw going out with Mr. Big, and it's like just hang out. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> no one has no one like makes time in the high school to be like, well, you're going to meet me at the restaurant at 7 p.m. and we're going to have a dinner and then we'll have a glass of wine and go home and like obviously they didn't drink, but like that was pretty much it. It's like they're dropping each other off at home, and it's like this is not yeah my experience of high school. It this should be way more go awkward. Go over people's houses. I, I got hanging out in a basement. The Their dad mom should be dropped in the next me room. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the minivan <laughs> well that we're waiting outside yeah. these kids are like out in the town i know large but um yeah so that, that that was the one thing i didn't like about the sequel was that i kind of i feel like it forgot their age but that's every single yeah. teen oriented movie or tv show that's, that's something i can never get behind the teens are so quick-witted i don't even you know dollars or anything like that dopes but they're a little too world-weary for being teens right, or yeah. sarcastic and what, what have you. That's why I like um, Lana's character because she seems the most authentic mm-hmm. to what a teenager goes through that. Feeling insecure about what you perceive to be your shortcomings and um, that inner dialogue or self-sabotage. I think it's more true to being a teenager in high school than what you normally see. But yeah, it's a super cute movie. Easy breezy. You can think it's like pretty short, an hour long. Oh or yeah, like that. no, it's it's definitely cozy, and I think I agree. Like mainly for the main character, yeah. I, I think I like that actress a lot. Yeah, she's really sweet, and the character is well written. Yeah. All right, take a deep breath. We're going to center ourselves and discuss mindfulness and meditation and our experiences with it, which is a really cozy topic. That I'm almost shocked that it took us this long to. We dabbled in it. I yeah, brought up. circle around. Yeah, we have we have discussed it tangentially before in the past, but we never experienced it. No, just the, the two of us. So we attempted to do two classes together. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and we're going to talk through all the different versions of mindfulness and meditation that we sampled this mm-hmm. weekend. It was kind of a Sample. fast and furious. It really was. We were well, Jillian's way more. You've integrated this into your life. Well, not more than I have. Yeah. Well, we started to go to, which we'll discuss a little bit later, to Cultivate Meditation, which is a space in LA that offers Reiki and uh, meditation, all all kind of good stuff. And I had mentioned it as what's making me feel cozy this week, and I talked about how cozy the space is, and they have pillows and blankets, mm-hmm. and they made it a, a really inviting space that was nice to try out meditation, because I really had no experience in it. My experience was limited to yoga at the end, at the end pose you do is Shavasana, which is when you pretty much imitate being dead. You lie really still and just let your body sink into the earth. And it's total, complete stillness. And it's for about five or so minutes. So that was my experience with it. So then when I started to go to this place in LA, I never done Reiki and all that kind of stuff. Um, or, or practiced meditation for 45 minutes guided and unguided and sitting there for 45 minutes is a lot different than just lying down after yoga for five minutes because at that point after you're doing a rigorous class you you're ready to lie down yeah. and let it's your really mind... more about relaxing your body not about your mind yeah yeah i think it's a combo and so for this that was really challenging for me because especially with guided meditation which we'll get into in a little bit but they use a lot of visualizations 
And for me, that's when my imagination can really run run wild. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we'll talk a little bit more. So I don't have tons of experience, but I understand the general mechanics. So just to define our terms, a lot of what we experienced this weekend and my experience of meditation recently has been kind of rebranded as a terrible word, and I don't want to use it, but I'm going to because it's easy, rebranded as mindfulness. And you, you might see that a lot, like this idea of a growing sense that people should approach stuff with more mindfulness or have mindfulness meditation. I know as a teacher, that's a huge movement in education right now, which is adding exercises into classroom activities that are specifically designed for mindfulness. And mindfulness, just to define what that is, it's just about being present in the moment you're in. I think the two of us especially can get very anxious and a billion thoughts are running through our minds. We're worried mm-hmm. about a lot of things. And that's really the opposite of mindfulness. It's, it's you're thinking about something that happened in the past or you're worried about something that happened is going to happen in the future, but you're not living in the present moment. And when you're in a mindfulness, when you're, when you're engaged in mindfulness, you're just worried about the here and now. Ideally, I guess people who really practice it believe that you can access inner resources um, around insight and healing by practicing mindfulness. Even that definition was paraphrased by somebody named Dr. Joe Kabat-Zinn, who founded the Stress Reduction Clinic at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. And he kind of founded the whole concept in like the 70s around this idea of mindful meditation for um, stress reduction Mm -hmm. and for health. They also, just to jump in, speaking on, you mentioned healing, when they, when you're in meditation, they often tell you to focus on different parts of your body. And by bringing attention to that, it actually, they believe it can create physical healing Mm -hmm. because the example that one teacher had used, you know, let's say you have a cut on your hand or you burn yourself. Your instinct is to place a finger on the wound or you hit your head and you put your hand on your head. So it's that same concept. They, they found um, studies where if you, you do put physical touch on a, on a wound, it alleviates the pain. And so when you put attention to an area that feels pain in, in your mind, so your foot's hurting, so you visualize your foot, that's supposed to create actually a physical healing. So as you mentioned, it's emotional healing as well as physical healing too. And you'll recognize these, this concept of meditating and being present in the moment, which like you're saying, oftentimes is guided through um, focusing on your body, focusing on your breathing, letting your thoughts, acknowledging that you're having thoughts, but not fixating on them, letting them drift away. That's not a new concept. That's from Buddhism. That's like, that's very old either from Zen Buddhism. Um, there, there, there are, I'm not well-versed in, in that religion or those practices, but the whole idea of mindfulness is in a large way taking Buddhist practices and making it more palatable for a Western audience. Um, and that was explicitly what um, the doctor that I paraphrased earlier was concerned about because these meditation practices have been shown in studies to actually have physical effects that are really beneficial. 
I mean, look, it's as simple as this. Like, if you reduce stress, like, your body does better. You're healthier. Yeah. Stress is not good for your body. So anything you're doing that's reducing stress will be better for your body. Um, that includes your brain growing gray matter, which improves your cognition. So it can, it can help as mediate treatments around Alzheimer's or some, you know, there are things, any kind of cognitive repair. I'm even like looking at some of the research that we kind of put together around the science of it. I'm reading that long-term meditators have larger amounts of gearification, which is the folding of the cortex, which allows them to actually process information faster. There's a way that meditation kind of pushes your brain's neuroplasticity. So like your brain will grow more when you're, when you're being mindful more frequently. Or even when you're confronted with a stressful, you know, situation, a lot of times you want to have that knee-jerk reaction where we start yelling. Which Panicking. I, have, I still have an issue with. Um, yelling? I, I'm not yelling. Oh. Wow, I can't <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> Why? When I get, okay. Jay's so, like, you don't even know what I'm going through here. <laughs> okay, so this is what happens for me. And I don't know if everyone's also similar. But when I... When you feel poked and poked and poked and poked, or like a certain situation where you're just trying to explain yourself and you're not feeling like you're getting through, that's I start to raise my voice. I'm not going off on a rampage or anything like that, but I feel agitated when I'm not being heard. Or my one of my triggers, I think, is when I I feel as if my words are miscon not mis intentionally misconstrued, but that the way I'm communicating isn't being being heard the way I yeah. Wanted to, I'm not being clear enough, and um, that is that's something that's really frustrating to me. So I think in meditation, ha- having that that check in, you know, why to slow down and say why am I reacting this way? How can I, you know, recalibrate my reaction to something? It gives you those seconds of pause, right? So I, I think it can help or. Just breathing in when you're starting to feel upset, counting mm-hmm. to five. What we, me and Matt went to our class. They have you hold your breath at the top, so you take a big deep breath in. You hold it for five seconds, and then you release through the bottom of your throat. And what I found is that I don't. As I came up with this research the other day, apparently, this sounds kind of strange. <laughs> People are in labor. I was telling Carter the other day when you're. Instead of, you know, screaming, you're supposed to moan deep in your throat and the vibrations on your throat is supposed to release something in your body that alleviates pain or makes you feel calm. And apparently cats do that when they do the low purrs Mm -hmm. also as a way to self-soothe. So sometimes cats will purr when they're stressed or anxious. It's not just only because they're happy to see you. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. like I'll notice sometimes if... One of my cats, if they're in a situation and they're feeling a little, I can tell they're anxious, um, they'll start to purr low. So I think that's why when you, when you uh, release your breath, you're supposed to breathe deep into your body to awaken something. I don't know where I was going with that, <laughs> but that's just a, a side note. So when you're feeling stressed, try to take a deep breath, hold it, and then release it through your low base of your throat. Yeah. So on the topic of breath, like my first encounter at all with meditation was when I was in high school and decided I was going to be a Buddhist. Oh yeah, that was. And so I bought, I went to Barnes and Noble and I bought, I love that book. Barnes and Noble's featured in this. Yeah. Well, you know, it's typical high school hangout about Buddhism. Actually it was borders that really, <laughs> I like borders. Me. 
I, 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 I prefer borders. borders. I, I, well, that's whole, why we're friends. Yeah, exactly. I, I could talk all day about that, but I was interested more about the practices, but then what stuck with me was the meditation, which I started doing, and it was all just about breathing. It was all about visualizing mm-hmm. and really being attentive to your breath. It helped me fall asleep first and foremost, which was helpful oh, wow. when I was stressed out in high school. When I started seeing mindfulness popping up more as a teacher, because we, we actually get professional development around this now, um, I was like, oh, this is kind of what, this is, this is Buddhism. This is Buddhist meditation. And so let's dive into the, the meditations that we experienced. On Saturday, before recording this on um, Monday, on Monday, we attended a class at um, a place called Cultivate LA, which Jillian has, a, has gone to before. The class was called Inner Wisdom, and it included a mindfulness meditation, and it blended that with chakra aligning, which, to be quite honest, I have no idea what that means um, or, or what that is, uh, except that I think it pertains to the light that we were visualizing around yeah, our navel. It's an, yeah, an orange light. We were specifically asked to imagine an orange desert. Yeah. And also an uh, orange light with aqua kind of mixed in and the orange is related to success and self-respect and having the ability to give ourselves the freedom to be ourselves and helps you expand your interests and activities, which seems like it aligns with inner wisdom. Basically the teacher had gave us a little talk at first and sometimes teachers will do this. They'll give a little pep talk of what you're supposed to achieve with the class. And she talked about how a lot of people struggle to trust their gut especially overthinkers and worriers, you're always saying, what if I did that decision differently? Or, you know, what could I have done to change this outcome? So it's no surprise that uh, the orange governs the lower abdomen, which is obviously your gut and trusting your gut. Um, also, it, had, it rules over the large bowel and the prostate and ovaries and testes. So it covers a lot, that orange. Yeah. That well orange done, chakra. Orange. Yeah, good for you, Orange. So we were imagining the orange desert, and we're walking through the desert to a big tree, an old tree. And there's this guided meditation. They're talking you through visualizations. But first, we did meditation, which is simply getting in tune with our body, deep breathing. Yeah, it's, it essentially stuff. amounted to like focus on your back, focus on your feet, mm-hmm. focus on your head. And through that, also measuring your breaths. My favorite part of meditating in general is the breathing exercises because I find nothing helps you stop thinking more than just focusing on breathing. Because for some Mm -hmm. reason, once you turn your attention towards that, it takes up so much brain space um, that it, it really does help limit the amount of extra thoughts that are buzzing through your head. Now that they, now they don't, they will definitely come through and you will think while you're meditating, that's like normal and that's going to happen. But it's a, when I'm just focusing on breathing and especially when I have someone else telling me when to breathe in, breathe out, it really helps me just sort of like forget those things and focus on being there in that moment breathing. That's, yeah. my, that's my favorite part of that. I had, I had some difficulty with the visualization because I was so relaxed so just a little more context, like this place was really cozy. So you have a little itty bitty lobby with like nice little candles for sale and had me right away. I was a big fan mm-hmm. walking in. You leave your shoes and your phone outside and like little cubbies. And then 
you walk into like kind of a galley. It's like a long room. And on the left side are about a dozen mats that are like, or cushions really, and pillows and blankets. And then on the right side, it's like a little stage. And there's like these really pretty basket lights hanging from the ceiling. And that's from the stage is where you're, the person leads your meditation and they're sitting and then you're laying down. And that, I was not expecting that. I was going to, I imagined myself sitting. Yeah. But it was, you were actually laying down. It would be very comfortable, especially for 45 minutes. Right. I need to buy these pillows because they were intensely comfortable. They were so comfy. I fall asleep. So not only were like the actual like mats really comfy, but they they give you these like little spherical cushions to put under your knees and it's, it was heaven. Yeah. (laughs) No, I was so, and a blanket. I was like, I mean, people do fall asleep for these meditations. We've we've experienced a few people falling asleep, but. The cushions underneath your knees are a restorative pose. So a lot of times in yoga, they'll have you put blocks or cushions, blankets underneath your your you know, knees or your sacrum. And that always feels good. So if you're ever stressed out, your body's hurting, take a block or a pillow, put it under the low part of your back or underneath your knees and you'll just feel like heaven and just lie down and it'll be good. Yeah, and so with this meditation, like, once we got through the physical stuff of, like, being mind, I think that was the mindfulness piece, and then the chakra mm-hmm. stuff. Again, I had a hard time visualizing the desert. I found my mind drifting. Because, honestly, I did not go to that meditation in a calm mindset. I was running late. <laughs> I, like, hopped out of the shower into the car, driving like a madman. I couldn't find <laughs> the outfit Batman. I wanted to wear. I think you look cute. I didn't. Um, I, I think... Um... But I wanted to be comfy, <laughs> And so I, I picked the next best thing I could find. So I was like already like mad that I didn't have the right workout clothes, which is like, again, not a great mindset to be in. Well, going into I think you always look cute in your little hooded sweatshirts. Oh, thank you. But also with meditation, unless you're, uh, my partner and I went to this one meditation where you're doing very light yoga, where you had to do fire breathing, which is when you breathe fast out of your yeah, nose. I realize now it doesn't matter what you're going to wear like a really workout. You don't really need, yeah. unless you're doing some minimal stuff yeah no you can wear your clothes you're gonna wear for the rest yeah, of the day. yeah but i agree with you that my mind started to drift especially when you're doing all these vivid visualizations you can get lost in the scenery there's this one time i have to bring this up because it was a little too much with guided where we went through this whole landscape and forest and then we ended up you know there's this space in the trees or sorry a clearing and then the teacher said to visualize people that had passed. And then we had to say all the things that we wanted to say to them in our head. Oh, wow. And I started to, to, silently crying because it's just too yeah, much. Yeah, very intense. I get overwhelmed sometimes with visualizations, especially when they're saying, you know, let go of all the things that you've been holding on to, forgive yourself. Like all those trigger, in my mind, trigger words where you really start to feel heavy emotions, especially when yeah. I have a circle of dead people and I have to say, you know, my last words to them or, or things very like unsaid. It's a little much. So with the desert, it was very tame. We were only in that desert. We were, we're just in we're the We're traveling all over the, yeah. you know, underworld or whatever. But the, <laughs> but the aftermath was incredible. I felt so relaxed. I found myself leaving the meditation Okay, so the the, the person leaving the meditation, I wouldn't even. There was no pep. There was you no pep. pep. I was so relaxed. Happy. I was like, eh. 
person leading it had that kind of meditator voice. <laughs> you know, that kind of like, so happy to have Yeah, you. thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, we're so happy to have you here. I found myself like in the conversation afterwards, we're in the lobby with her and she was like, you know, thanks for stopping by. I'm like, yeah, it was great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, you have a good whisper voice. I'm always squeaking <laughs> around. Even when we're lying there, I was trying to talk to but you. But now I realized whispering. it coming out of that, that they're not talking like that for no reason. Like when you're so intensely relaxed for 45 minutes, it's like waking up. And so I didn't have any more energy. I could not project my voice at all. So it really did like naturally come out like this. And I, you know, that's why everyone in California probably sounds like this is they all just got out of a deep meditation at Cultivate LA. But yeah, it was, it was kind of like, I I was like, what kind of a cliche am I now (laughs) coming out of this place? But I really enjoyed it. Like I really did feel like that class got me to another level of relaxation. I don't think I had an aha moment, to be honest. I didn't like have like a moment, like a breakthrough, but I really was in the moment. I felt relaxed and I felt reset for the day. And that was really great. Yeah. I, every time I go there, I feel, I feel good. There are some classes where I I feel like I take more away than others. I do like guided meditation that focuses on healing. If it's not too overwrought, like I had mentioned. And also the Reiki. Sometimes you can, you can pair Reiki with meditation. So I'm the type of person where I need to go to a class. I can't, for example, do yoga, watch a video on YouTube and do it at home. I, I think I'm the same way with meditation. I need to have a class. I need to have someone sitting at the front of the room telling me what to do, breathing with me. I can't be trusted on my own. <laughs> I really can't. I need I need a watchdog. <laughs> well, if you're if you're not like Jillian though, <laughs> and you don't need a watchdog. <laughs> I can make a look at my phone. Looking over your meditation. I need someone to take away my phone. I can't be trusted. (laughs) We were going to go tonight to an aromatherapy meditation. It's a sore spot. Yeah. Um, It was at our local library. And it was canceled. We showed up with our... Matt showed up with a blanket. Yeah, a a huge (laughs) blanket from Jillian's house. And I had my little mat, and we drove. We we timed our dinner. Mm -hmm. We planned our whole week around it. We played for a meter. We did. There's exhaust. There's a big truck drove by us as we're walking out. It's disgusting. Subjected to that, yeah. And so as soon as we got to the library entrance, we saw a big sign that said... Aromatherapy canceled. (laughs) Canceled. So we drove back. And a little side note, I hit a car. (laughs) She scraped a car. She didn't hit a car. When I was backing up to park, it was nighttime and some jack-in-the-box not very cozy, had their car halfway in the driveway, halfway in the streets, and I was backing up. I slowly bumped into it. I left a note. Yeah, they were, yeah, the it, right was not, it was a very strange parking position. They're on the sidewalk, which is not allowed. I mean, people with disabilities need to use the sidewalk. You can't block the sidewalk. Anyways, so it wasn't a very zen evening, if you will. No. But I got to spend time with Matt, and we'll try again. I was actually very proud of Julianne. She really handled herself with poise in that moment. Well, I'm sorry you had Left to be note, the passenger didn't, to my... Didn't, didn't freak out and run away like I might mess. have been tempted to do. <laughs> I was very impressed you know with your, your your poise and how maturely you handled it. I appreciate it, but it's honestly... I, w- I would like to say it's maturity, but it's honestly just resigned to the <laughs> BS that is yeah, my that, life. That, that's maturity. If you're if you don't like guided meditation in a class setting, you want to be by yourself. There are plenty of resources out there to support you. Like that, you can there are 
any number of YouTube channels you can go to. And I think we talked about this app before on the podcast, but the one that's really popular and is going around my school because they give you free teacher accounts. So if you're a teacher, you get this app for free, which I think normally you have to have a subscription, at least to get into certain aspects of the app, uh, is called Headspace. You've probably heard of it. It's a very popular guided meditation app. It also has um, articles about healthy living. There are some workout routines that they put up there. Um, I think the coolest part of the app are the sleep aids. And the whole sleep section, they have sleep casts to help lull you to sleep. Wind downs, which are like another version of that. I really want to try Nighttime SOS, which is guided exercises for waking up in the middle of the night, which doesn't happen to me often. But when it does happen to me, I have a really hard time falling back asleep. And so I kind of want to try that out when that happens. Sleep music, which is kind of like Zen meditation music. Love and ambient sound. So they have soundscapes. So they have like a really extensive library of ambient sound to put on. Even if you don't even meditate, this is a cool app to have just to like, if you want to throw on the sound of a rainforest randomly. And sleep radio, which is like, you can just kind of, it'll randomly choose any one of those things. So it, it does more than just guided meditation, but it's bread and butter is guided meditation. It was founded by a guy um, who was a Buddhist monk and um, a British guy. He came, took his learnings back to the UK and... He and a business partner kind of like were doing workshops with guided meditations in, in like the business sector or whatever. And I guess it kind of snowballed into this mm-hmm. app. I tried it today for the first time for real, like really sat down with a guided meditation. And what I did like about it is they have a whole basics tutorial where they really walk you through what guided meditation is. It's bite-sized, it's like three-minute little chunks. And the whole idea of Headspace is that you really only take like maybe 10 to 15 minutes of your day for like a small mindfulness exercise. You can do more. They have like longer exercises if you're into that. But um, it's more about just like calming yourself down. Maybe you're stressed out at work. Like maybe you need to take like 15 minutes in the morning to yeah. like center yourself before you go into your day. So I really like I, I really like their model. Have you used Headspace before, Jillian? No, I haven't. But um, I am familiar with the format of it. I Like I said, you have to know yourself and be okay to accept your limitations and my limitations is I can't do those things by myself. Yeah. I really need the class setting. And for some reason it feels more real to me. If I do leave my house, go to a class, exit the class, it's, it's, it's confirmation that I'm doing something and I'm putting effort, even, even though it's the same thing, you're on your couch, it's no difference. But to me, I need the the rhythm of leaving the house. It's an excuse to get out of the house. Especially working from home. It's like I can be here all in my little hovel by myself and not see anyone else. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's good to get out. So, but yeah, I think it's convenient and it's nice that people can access that kind of feeling so easily. That's a plus for sure. That kind of bite-sized mindfulness meditation has become so big in schools. Especially around the concept of like if you're a teacher in a room... And especially if you're in a a community that's experienced a lot of trauma, they can be helpful for building your student's skill set around managing stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it can be helpful for also just making your classroom cozier because as part of what you do, like you acknowledge the state of the human beings in your classroom and that like they might not be having a great day. And let's do this exercise to kind of be in the moment and then also address like learning um, and get, get past maybe what you carried with you into the room. 
It's also um, a ritual. I think any ritual yeah. is cozy, in my opinion, as long as it's a healthy one, of course. Um, but the ritual of, hey, guys, we're going to do this for five, ten minutes a day, each day. It's something you can expect. You have a designated space, or it could be at your desk or what have you, but... I always love in classrooms when there's a cozy space. Yeah, that's actually what we're starting to build is like there's a contest at my school right now for like building a like a cool down area. Yeah. Um, and it's like a, you can get like have. more resources for building it out if you win. Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's definitely like becoming more popular in schools. There's not as much research to back up that that's necessarily effective in schools the same way that there's a – it's been shown to – have health benefits, but it's still early. I mean, I think this practice of bringing it into educational spaces is, is newer. So the jury's still out on, you know, how, how effective it is. But I think you don't need research to tell you that like walking young people through how to manage stress is a good thing. So I, I, I really like that. This is something we're talking about as, uh, as educators. Yeah. And it's learning that those habits in early age is important because I never realized that when I'm stressed or upset, or I'm even going through a lot of rigorous exercise, I hold my breath. I'm not breathing. Yeah. And it seems, you think to yourself, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm breathing all the time, but how are you breathing? You know, are you breathing in a way that's beneficial for you versus hurting you? Because I think a lot of kids, especially when they're having tantrums, they hold their breath in. Right. And teaching that in early age is so invaluable. And if you're agitated, you're not listening, right? You're not in the moment yeah. really taking in what's really happening. And so, and that you can't learn if you're feeling that way. Yeah. To wrap up our discussion of meditation, we're actually going to engage you, the listener, in a guided meditation, an all things cozy guided meditation. meditation. You know, there are a whole podcast for this. We're going to dip our toes in it for just for a little bit. Cool down. Where um, we're going to lead a deep breathing meditation. And so I have a script we're going to use. Um, I found some meditation music that's where LT free. Yeah. So, you know, it can come after us because we're also, we're penniless. So yeah, just let yeah, you know, exactly. don't, we got nothing. Um, and just to give credit, this is Arokia from freesounds.org. Their ambient wave 49 track. Thank you so much for making this, you know, for, for all of us. And since Jillian, um, has had a rough go tonight with the, the incident, the cancel library free Car scraping. Car scraping. Um, I'll, I'll be doing the the guided meditation, and Jillian will be participating. I'll be in the it. guinea pig. Yeah. We would love for you to also participate if you have. If you're listening to this in a setting where you can actually sit down and meditate with us, if you're driving, maybe don't. <laughs> Pull over. <laughs> Pause it. I don't want you to have another home. incident. Yeah, like don't, me. don't do what Jillian did tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so before I get started, just to like set the scene. In general, you want to find a relaxed position for your body, and that could be anything. It really could be sitting, it could be reclining, standing, or laying down. Um, I really loved laying down for that meditation that we did, but I think for as short a meditation as this will be, like this will be under two minutes, um, I recommend sitting in a chair, and especially if you're not like used to sitting on the floor, sitting in a chair can be more comfortable, and making sure that your feet are flat on the ground so that you just can feel that resistance and you're grounded. So... If you can, sit in a chair, feet flat on the ground, and let's get started. Close your eyes if that feels comfortable to you. Uh, they can be open uh, with a relaxed, focused gaze if you don't want to close your eyes. But if you can, try to close your eyes. 
So we'll get started by drawing your awareness to your natural breath. Notice the inhale and the exhale. If you'd like, you can place one palm over your belly button to anchor your awareness on that part of your body. And when you're ready, begin to deepen your breaths. Inhale, slowly drawing the breath all the way to the base of the lungs. Your belly button extends out. Pause at the top of your inhale. And then exhale, slowly releasing all the breath while pulling the belly button in toward your spine. Continue this deep breath, stretching your lungs to a point that feels comfortable without causing strain. And while you're breathing, if your mind wanders, that's totally normal. Gently bring your awareness back to your breath. And we're going to inhale again, slowly drawing the breath all the way to the base of your lungs, pausing again, and then exhaling. And we're going to do that just a couple more times. Inhale again, pause, and exhale. And inhale, pause, hold that breath, and then exhale. And when you're ready, start letting your breath return to a natural flow. Just kind of the in and out of your natural breath. And stay connected to your body as long as you can. Feel your feet on the ground where you're making contact with your chair. Feel where that is. And when you're ready, start to open your eyes. and return, take in your surroundings, and you've engaged in a little bit of mindfulness. <laughs> I think you have a future in this. <laughs> you could open, open Cultivate Matt. <laughs> cultivate Matt. Cultivate me. Everyone, I'm, it's, a, it's a meditation farm where everyone's <laughs> zen is being used to fuel my power. Um, yeah. You're a very cozy voice. I don't know if... That was tough because I'm like... Is this breathing? I think the pacing is off with my with the with the breath aspect of it. I would need more practice with that. But because um, I'm like, am I suffocating people? Are they holding it too long? Are they not holding it long <laughs> enough? Um, well, but yeah, that, that was a script. That was a script that they gave us actually at one of our professional developments to lead with our classes. So I didn't make that up. That was from like a a teacher training. I definitely felt relaxed at yeah. the end. It took me a little bit to get into it. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, like, with those really short ones, I think the best that I've gotten out of it was just, like, I feel a little calmer exactly. at the end of that. I might feel, like, a bit more, like, easier on myself. Like, I'm a human being. Like, I'm, a, I'm an animal <laughs> on this earth that just, like, you know, breathes and eats and poops and all that stuff. And toots. Yeah, it, it toots. Sure, Jillian. That, too. <laughs> I, I, th I think, honestly, mindfulness helps remind me of that. Like, stop putting all this pr weird pressure on myself. That's all internal about like these weird other things that we expect from each other. Well, um, and, I never, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. 
um, the band, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Not A Surf, the lead singer, he they just released a new album, and the lead singer was really focused on meditation and relieving anxiety. And he said one of the things that's really helpful for him to think whenever he's having a very intense moment or a stressful situation, he asks himself, how many tigers are lunging at you at this very moment? And that really puts things yeah. into perspective that your problems, they're not, not to negate the seriousness of people's problems, no matter how small or big, but it puts it into perspective in the sense where you're really not in immediate danger if you're late for something. Yeah, no, or, seriously. Like, it's not the end of the world. It's but not the we, end of the world. It but be, our, in, in our, our, it's fight or flight all the Yeah, time. but our bodies don't know that. And yeah. so they'll have these reactions that are very stressful and they release the same hormones that would be released if we were being attacked by a tiger. And exactly. And that's and so you, yeah. you have to remind yourself that, like, wait a minute, this is not that serious. Yeah, and never overextend yourself for something that's stupidly when i look back at me when i was younger mm-hmm. you know if a boss would say yeah can you stay an extra hour late and it would really screw up my schedule or it was just be not good for my health I'd be like yeah 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 you don't have to mm-hmm. yeah. being kinder to yourself and um that takes practice it does yeah and and these these meditations can help if that's something that you're interested in yeah all right um, well, hope you feel zen. We hope you feel a little more relaxed and let us know on Facebook and our, if you have any kind of advice for um, in our Facebook group, if you have any kind of advice for mindfulness practices that you have mm-hmm. or meditations that you'd highly recommend or your kind of journey with adopting meditation into your routine, um, if at all. Um, or if you're curious, you can reach out and see if anyone else is uh, engaged in that for support. But I think it's super cozy. I think like any kind of like self-care activity where that's honestly also backed by science and mm-hmm. just reducing stress because we live in very stressful times. So look at it this way. It can't yeah, hurt. It can't. Exactly. It really can't hurt. Yeah. And taking 10 minutes to focus on your breathing a day is not going to, you know, it, it it's not going to hurt you. Exactly. Yeah. Let's keep the soothing going with some soothing sounds. Jillian, what sound is soothing you today? Wilma Laverne Minor has a song called True Grit from the album Used To. It was released on February 13th of this year, so day for Valentine's Day. And I saw it as a recommendation from this artist I like. She's uh, called Holly Miranda, it's her actual name. <laughs> and she's best known for the album The Magician's Library, which was released to critical acclaim, I think, a good amount of time ago. And uh, this singer, Wilma, is based in Montana. And her music is described as jukebox dream pop. So it's a nice... Dream pop. Well, the dream pop. But here is the variation. Jukebox. Yeah. <laughs> that is different. Yeah, for sure. It is. It's like, that's an interesting combination. You don't really pair those two together. So I was curious. And so she just released her debut EP. All of her songs you can find in Bandcamp. So she's super new. And she's one of those songs that you could imagine yourself driving along to on a sunny day. The lyrics aren't necessarily upbeat, but the the tune is. Yeah. So cruising along on a sunny day <laughs> down the highway. All right, we'll, we'll visualize that in our meditation. Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to Wilma Laverne Miner's True Grit.
country to it. It does. Yeah. It's a jukebox country. Uh, which makes sense because it's called True Grit. Like yeah. Famous country movie. Western. Country yeah. Western. Well, country, you, don't, you don't call movies country westerns. You just call them westerns. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little song you can bop around to. Sure. <laughs> Walking down the street. I, I like it. It's very bouncy. Yeah. It's I like very, that. very yeah. bouncy. It has a, it's a good vibe to it. And yeah. I think I think it would get everyone up line dancing. Yeah, any aspiring singer who seems promising, I'm I'm ready to champion. Yeah, yeah. So check out Wilma Laverne Minor, recommended Grit. by a lesbian singer, Holly Miranda. That's right. <laughs> we don't like any other kind here. We don't <laughs> only lesbian singers here. So my pick for soothing sound is off of the new Grimes album, and you know Grimes has had a pretty significant career at this point in the sort of um, techno pop sphere. Although I think her words were that she described this new album as new metal, new metal something else, like new metal dream pop or something like that. It was, it was, it's, it, was a little, it was a little pop. out there. Hmm. I really love Grimes. Like I, I've, I've, I especially loved her um, since Art Angels, which is a really incredible album. I get a little, irritated maybe is too strong of a word because i don't care that much but like i i wish she were a little less known for being for dating elon musk and now going he's going to have his child um also her antics what antics oh you need to do it all right well (laughs) yeah you gotta do a little listen looking when you're a forest nymph who makes (laughs) woodland music okay you're uh, you might get into a little but a hijinks. You might throw some pranks. Hijinks, low jinx, don't want to know jinx. Yeah. Well, anyway, I love Grimes. I think her music is cool as heck. And so <laughs> this new album is no exception. It's really good. My favorite tracks, honestly, are um, You'll Miss Me When I'm Not Around and Delete Forever. And I also love the titles of those tracks. It's but, very creative. Yeah. but um, And they have these like really upbeat music kind of similar to that last song but like the the lyrics are really dark and they contain expletives and they're like not suitable for an all things cozy cozy. episode and i think actually this my choice for my actual soothing sound off of that album and the album's called miss anthropocene it's a lot about climate change this album and and the climate crisis is the song called So Heavy I Fell Through the Earth. And it really made me think about our meditations because like when you're in a guided meditation, at least the one we were in, we were invited to consider like imagine ourselves like sinking into, sinking the, earth. into the earth. And it seems really it seemed like a really appropriate choice. Yeah, that's a um, good point for you. And her music, if you're not familiar with Grimes, like she does like these very dancey, like aggressive pop songs that are like really like wall of soundy. But then she'll also do kind of more of like an empty Enya kind of vibe where there's a lot of space and her she'll she'll use her voice in a very Enya like way where it's uh atmospheric. Oh I remember what she said about it. she called her album Ethereal New Metal, which <laughs> I think I don't I'm not really getting the metal part as much. Um though there is there is some of that I like in the some sound songs. Of it. Ethereal though is the exact right word. So let's get into some ethereal vibes and listen to So Heavy I Fell Through the Earth which coincidentally is how I feel most days. I like the feeling of being enclosed in a musical space. Yeah. It, it 
the music feels as if it surrounds you and you're mm-hmm. in this cloud. Yeah, it's actually really great. It's it's kind of meditation music. And it really itself. is. I could fall it, asleep to it. it. It feels at home with the kind of compilation CDs that will come out um, with like Enya on it and all these other like world music collections. <laughs> it, it's very, it would fit right in. I could see myself walking through, you know, a little forest, mm-hmm. twinkly lights, kind of getting lost. Yeah, it's, you know, the funniest thing is listening to Grimes describe what her own music means, because when I listen to that song, I'm imagining just, like, feeling so at one with the world and just, like, sinking into the center of the earth and having Mm -hmm. it melt around me. But when she talks about her music, she describes that song as being about how um, women, once they become pregnant, become the thrall of men. And it's a criticism against that and that, or like, or at least a description of like this, like, um, patriarchy that she is uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. you know, she made the music, so she, she knows what she's talking about yeah. either I, way. I love the sound. Yeah. I, I, the sounds are really the sound is mystical, beautiful. Yeah. very beautiful. Yeah. Um, I did feel relaxed when I was listening to just a very beautiful voice. She's a little woodland nymph. She's a little woodland nymph. And I think she needs to lean into that. Yeah. Find your woodland nymph. Listen. Limp. And those fairies play pranks. They're tricky. <laughs> They're tricksters. They're rogues. <laughs> and we will discuss that in our St. Patrick's Day episode. Oh yeah, we're we're getting straight into those little little, little fairy and creatures and, and hygiene. And leprechauns. Talk about I try to trap them. Stay tuned. Yeah. Did Jillian trap a leprechaun and has she been holding it captive for 20 years? All right. Let's dive into our candle review. So, Jillian, what candle are we smelling today? We are sniffing a bit of a high-end candle today. It's a Palo Santo scent from Brooklyn Candle Studios Minimalist Collection. It retails for $24 on their website, but local stores will jack up the price to $30. Yeah. Watch out. And watch out. So get it from your look from their actual website. <laughs> it's the one time anyone's ever corrected, like, don't get it from your local store. <laughs> Buy it online. From the Do not support brick and mortar stores. It's going to pay that extra $6. So the description on the website says this scent honors the deep woody richness of the sacred Palo Santo holy wood tree native to Peru, Ecuador, and many Central and South American countries. It features a calming top note of cedar and mint, middle notes of cypress eucalyptus, and a warm base notes of sandalwood and amber. This candle is infused with eucalyptus, peppermint, and cedarwood essential oils. It is made in Brooklyn, New York, with 100% soy wax for an equal-friendly, clean burn. So there you go. I really enjoy it. It's very simple. As I said, it's their minimalist collection. So it's just a plain glass jar, no bells and whistles, plain old sticker on it. Yeah. It's a, it's a very pretty candle. Good light. Not the best of throw. No. I mean, I love Palo Santo. I will burn Palo Santo by itself. It smells so good. I say it's, once you get up close to it, it's a, it smells great up close. I love the smell. It's it's a, it's it's a great, great smelling candle. I just wish it kind of filled the room. And I can never tell though, like when you're s- sitting in it like a a frog in boiling water, and and you don't even notice. I, maybe we don't notice that this is 
filling the room and because he's just been here the entire and time. Also, that's my happened. partner's making soy chicken nuggets, and it's <laughs> maybe that's maybe. I mean, I I smell soy It's been on nuggets. for a while. I think you know. For example, we did that love candle um, from Homesick the other episode. We felt like we could barely smell it, but my husband entered the room after we were recording. He was like, "Wow, that candle is strong." Yeah, and so. I think sometimes you, when you're really, when you burn a candle and you just sit next to it and have a record a podcast, sometimes you don't notice Mm -hmm. the smell. It's like you want to be able to leave the room and come back to it. So, um, I think it smells wonderful. But it smells good. I mean, like even just like by itself, it smells great. So I would say I would give it a chance. I would have to give it a half wick today just because I'm not getting throw off of it. But Mm -hmm. like, I agree. In and of itself, like the fragrance is excellent. Yeah. A plus for fragrance. But the throw, I, I agree, it doesn't really fill up a room. But perhaps if you have a smaller space, or if you're not, your nose is right up to it the whole entire time, <laughs> might get a better sniff. Yeah. So half a wick and half a wick from you. Yeah. So that is one full wick. One full wick. And maybe it's just the circumstances too. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't write this candle off. No, and I love the description, all the notes that it includes. Yeah. It sounds so lovely. Well, we hope you're feeling a little more mindful, a little more relaxed, in tune with the present moment. Matt's going to start his own wellness app. I know. Maybe this is this whole cozy podcast thing wasn't it. Yeah. I need to go apply at Headspace to narrate their guided meditations. Before we close out, we'd like to shout out our new patron. John Pernasek. John Pernasek, former cozy guest on our animation episode. Thank you, John, for supporting the cozy cause. Keeping the cozy... Keeping the cozy alive. You're, you're a cozy cadet. Thank you for enlisting. <laughs> and you got... Um, John got a magnet and a sticker in the mail. And we're, we're going to send him also a Valentine. A Valentine's Day uh, with the, With the pin, pin that says Stay Cozy on it, which I hand... I hand make. <laughs> which I, I make myself. There is a limited time offer here. So if you want to get that exact pin that says Stay Cozy, um, handmade by moi... With lots of love and care. You have until the end of March. So any new patrons mm. through the end of March in the pot. will get in their little care package or little letter, in addition to the sticker, magnet, whatever, will be the, the badge, the, the pin. But only until the end of March. At that point, I'll never make that oh. badge again. Oh, really? And the way that it currently looks, this is it. It's like a limited edition. Limited BB-BB. edition. It's only for our OG patrons. If you want to... If you've been on the fence, this may be a good time to take a leap of faith. Take a leap of faith. We have no limit. You, you could donate a dollar a month. Like it really, anything helps. A dollar a month will get you that badge. Yeah. So, um, so you never know what surprises you might I'm get. I'm making the them to order. They're limited in number. I'm not making any more than I have to because it's They're tedious. Vintage. <laughs> if you ever made pins, like you'll know, like especially with like some of the more like cheaper versions of it, which I'm working with at, at, at uh, the one that I have. It's just like, you know, cutting thing out, everything out the right way. It, can, it hurts my hands. He's toiling away. I'm toiling away here, and I'm only making as many as I have to. So if you want that, come and get it. Be a patron. You have until the end of March. Yeah. Sign up. Sign up at uh, patreon.com slash allthingscozy. And join our Facebook group. We're on Facebook at allthingscozypodcast. Same tag on Instagram or same username on Instagram. And um, we're also on Twitter. I'm at Pivo Varchek. That's P-E-V-O-V-R-C-H-E-C-K. Jillian's at Jillian Walters, at G-I-L-L-I-A-N-W-L-T-R-S. Drop us a line. Say hello. 
Um, also, you know what? It's been a while since we have had a written review on iTunes. And we appreciate the... And, oh, no, we stars. see the five stars coming in. We're getting really close to 100, by I know, the way. I'm so Very excited. Exciting. I would love to get 100. That would yeah. make me happy. But, um, and we love those five-star reviews. We really are grateful for them. Thank you to everyone who's done that. But if you could write down some words, we'll read them on the show. So if you want to... Even a sentence with your five-star review will brighten our day, and we'll read it on the show. And then I love all the personal message you guys send on Facebook, too. Yes. And Instagram. Yeah, join really the Facebook nice. group. It's really, it's a cozy place. It is. Never, we'd have, we have a no, um, no incidents. We don't no incidents yet. Rebel rouses are in there. We have. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> All right. Well, take, take a deep, deep breath, breath and stay, stay cozy. cozy.